A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Today, oh, I'm fine. Oh, that's I'm fine. That's I'm spectacular. Good. Oh, good grief. As, as spectacular as I get. Yeah. So on a normal scale for regular people, mm. I'm fine. <laughs> but for okay. me, that's really, really living oh, it up. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, this anyway. is a momentous week for us. It is. Something very of momentous. great consequence has occurred or is occurring at this very moment. Yes. It is our 100th episode. Yes. 100 episodes. Do you remember way back... I don't remember how many we were in, but remember we talked about, I wonder if we'll ever make 100. Yes, we did talk about that. We were just happy to make it a year. <laughs> right. 100 episodes. Think yes. about that. That's 400 segments. Well, actually, we're 99 That's episodes and we're a partial of that first segment right. in. Right. But Close yeah, enough. it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's been very fun. It has been. It's been great along the way. We've had a lot of things that we learned. Oh, absolutely. A lot of really great people that we met. That's always been fun. That is one of the best parts of this job. And coming up at the end of the show, we're going to kind of highlight a few of our favorite segments of the past 100. Yeah. And talk about why we liked them. Right. And all the things we learned from them. Right. Just in case you missed them, which we know occasionally happens. Right. We've got at least three that we thought were pretty good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. So 400 segments. Three of them were good. Right. We're also going to bring back Fire Marshal Brett Grundyke to talk about fire extinguishers because there have been a lot of fires that we've heard of recently, some with, you know, people really getting severely hurt and lucky mm-hmm. to be alive. And so he's going to prepare us all and kind of walk us through what all the things on a fire extinguisher mean. And how much exactly you can expect yeah. to put out with a given fire extinguisher. Yeah, because... I I didn't know, so I'm guessing a lot of other people don't know. Right. It's not quite as amazing as the movies make them out to be. Of course not. Never So we're going to be talking about that. But right now, Mm -hmm. let's highlight the home show. We we talked about the Home and Garden show. We were live from there last week, and that was all fun. It was. But we did talk to a lot of customers, and we had a lot of really interesting questions that came up. Yeah. And while we did highlight some parts of our booth the last week Mm -hmm. or so... yeah. We're not going to hit those because no. these questions we picked because they were just so interesting and kind of out there. And right. yet maybe will apply to any situation that maybe one of the listeners right now is dealing with. Right. Well, and some of these things had nothing to do with what was actually in our booth. It didn't have anything to do with what we were actually showing people, but they do have to do with paint and wallpaper and things like that. Yeah, all the things that we know all about. Right. So the first one was a gentleman came up to us and he said, oh, I have a historic home that I'm working on. I'm trying to restore it. restoring it. it. Yeah. And he said it originally had, now I don't know if you know this name, Lincrusta? And I said, oh yeah. And Dan looked at me like I had two heads, which I did not understand. And he said, yeah, I was was told that, you know, this anaglypta paper is Mm -hmm. similar similar to that. And I said, oh yeah, I know about both of those things. And... Oh, the skies opened up. It was really fun because he was in the process, like Betsy said, of restoring the home. Yeah. And had stumbled into this Lincrusta paper Mm -hmm. that he needed. Yeah. And wasn't exactly sure where to go about getting it. He had heard that it was really expensive, and he's right on that. It is, yes. We dug into that. It's really expensive. (laughs) 
And he was aware, he had been told by somebody mm-hmm. that there was this anagalypta paper yep. that might suffice. So right. let's just explain Lincrusta very briefly. Yeah, Lincrusta was something that was created in 1877. It was a deeply textured, paintable wall covering. It was like a linoleum product. which For your walls. Right. Well, originally it was created by a gentleman named Frederick Walton. And he actually... Not to be confused with the Waltons on Walton Mountain. Right? <laughs> uh no, I don't, I don't, think I don't so anyway. believe so. I just want to make sure everybody's clear. Someone else can dig into that history. No, but ironically enough, he's also the one who invented linoleum like floor coverings. He is? Yes. I and did not so know then that. this came out like just after that. So he just that's figured, why hey, was... if this works so great on the floors, it's gonna be awesome on the walls. Exactly. Well, it was an inexpensive way because it has that deep texture in it. It was an inexpensive way instead of hiring a plaster to do all these intricate designs. Sure. You could could put this up there and get, you know, a very similar feel to it. But anagalypta paper is very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little more flexible. Yeah, it came out about 10 flexible. years later yep. and can do a lot of the same things for a, a, a much nicer price. Yeah. Because we were looking at it. Lincrusta, you can still get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you found, Betsy, that online, like 11 yards of it was over $300. Yes. And about 11 yards of anaglypta paper right around 56 bucks depending on the pattern yes and both of them you still have to paint you still have to do whatever a lot of people faux finish them or you know just to pull out details and and explain it a little bit it's a heavy paper it's the a very, paper. Yeah. Even We've the crusta can be a really, really, really heavy paper now. It's not always like that plasticky right. linoleum stuff. But you But anaglypta is more easy to find. Yes. We've got books at all of our stores except the Jenison and Muskegon store, which right. just don't have enough space for a wallpaper library. Right. But you can go look at it. It's a mm-hmm. heavier paper with a lot of different patterns on it. A lot of yeah. potential textures. There are borders, mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. You put it up. You paint it, and then like Betsy said, you can do all kinds of things. You can faux finish it. We've seen people, like I've seen them use a real hard, like a rubber roller, Mm -hmm. like something that you'd almost apply ink to something with, and they'll roll over the raised patterns Mm -hmm. with a metallic or something, paint it red and go over the raised patterns with a gold metallic. A lot of different cool options. Some people use gel stain over top of that. I've seen that done as well. Kind of puts it down in and then the raised parts are the color. It's just kind of fun to play with. It was fun to play with. It was a really fun conversation because the guy came to the booth early in the morning Mm -hmm. and I remember him saying... You know, his whole thing was he was setting it up. If you can answer this question, right. you just made my week. Right. And he didn't think we'd be able to. <laughs> yeah. But we did. And we have a solution. He can uh-huh. head to the store yeah. and restore that home and get it back to looking like it did. Yeah. In its... In its heyday. In its heyday. In its glory days. In the glory days. Right. Yeah. That was a really fun one. Right. Another less fun one, but it was good <laughs> to be able to talk through problems and help people figure out what was going on. And mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up since deck stain or deck season yes, it is, is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Uh, the, what, the snow will eventually go away. <laughs> sure. Right? right? Someday. Hopefully. <laughs> Every this day. This week has not I wake up that. and there's another inch or two of snow on I the know. car. It's been Very crazy. Very frustrating. Yeah. But eventually the weather will turn yes. and we'll we'll get to looking at our decks yeah. and trying to make that look good for summer. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions or concerns that came up at the show was a number of people who came in showing pictures of the yeah. decks that they did last summer mm-hmm. that were already failing, you know, in fall or, mm-hmm. you know, December time before we actually had any snow right. to speak of. Yep. And when they showed the pictures, 
I think I talked to three or four of them right in a row mm-hmm. where it was very obvious what went wrong right off the bat. They showed me the pictures, they explained the scenario, and I asked them, was the deck stain that you put on a water-based product? <laughs> and it was. Uh-huh. They put these translucent coatings on so you yep. can see through the wood. Yeah. You know, it's just a toner coat. It just colors the wood a little bit. It mm-hmm. gives you water repellency and UV protection. Right. And there are a lot of water-based versions out there. Yeah. And the problem with the water-based versions is that the application window, when you can put it on, is so narrow. Mm -hmm. If you apply it when the weather's too hot or when the boards of the deck are too hot, it has a possibility or a tendency to dry before it can soak in. And stain gets its durability by soaking into the wood. If it dries before it can do that and sits on the surface... It wears off very quickly, and that's what they were seeing. Yeah, I had a number of people who stopped by, and again, I didn't necessarily have pictures, and they weren't showing me their failures, but they were asking, do I use a water-based deck stain, or do I go to an oil? And we still, I love to recommend an oil. I, you have more flexibility with it. Easier to work with. It's so Fewer much, failures. Well, you don't have these specifications where it has to be a certain temperature and you got to have all the conditions just perfect because how often does that happen in Michigan? Nearly never. There are limitations. Yes. Yeah. But it's it's much easier to work with than right. a water base. Yep. So. Those were just a couple of the things that we ran into. There were more, but we don't have time because we're going to be in the studio with Fire Marshal Brett Grondike after these messages. Stick around. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we're back. We are. And we have a guest with us who we've brought back so he could say thank you to us on air. Right? (laughs) Isn't that tacky? That is very tacky. Yeah, we are sitting here with Fire Marshal Brett Groomdike. And what Dan is referring to is, I think it was the last time you were here, Brett. I told you. That was the time you did the history segment about firehouses and things like that. And we talked about Dalmatians. Yes. And I found out that you did not have a Dalmatian at your firehouse. And so I (laughs) promised you that you were going to get a Dalmatian puppy at some point. Yes. I did not tell you that it was going to be a stuffed one. <laughs> no, but it was still... I had high hopes. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure how it would go over with the real one. So we yeah. thought the fake one, you know, it can go everywhere with you. It was wonderful. He sits right behind us. He keeps an eye on the office. It's like a huge dog. It freaked us out a number of times sitting here in the forgot, studio. We forgot we had him. And yeah. he'd walk in. And I'd see before I turn the lights on the shade. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> this is the end. So we're glad it's finally in your possession and not here yes. terrifying us anymore. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on to the business at hand. The reason we've brought you back again besides is... Besides the public thank you. Right. Besides well, the honor. Obviously. Thank, thank you. you both very much. It's a, <laughs> it's a wonderful service you both put on here. It's oh, a wonderful thing. Thank you both. Good hey. grief, Dan. Uh, Seriously. So tacky. I <laughs> yes. even feel bad about that. Uh-huh. Okay. Can I'll we move on now? <laughs> no. No more dogs. Okay. We're done. Anyway, there has been, it seems like, a rash of fires recently, like yeah. in the past month or so, and some of them very terrifying with, you know quite a few injuries and things like that, a lot of close calls. Yeah. So we want to talk today about fire extinguishers, because I know from personal experience, I have no idea, you know, the different types of fires, sure. which one I know there are different fire extinguishers, but do I have to buy like 12 different types to oh, put yeah. out my different fires? How big do they need to be? Sure. And 
I have never actually used one, so I'm wondering if maybe I should, you know. I don't think we'll be able to try it. (laughs) I don't think we'll be able to use it in here, but (laughs) yeah, probably not. So let's start at the very beginning and just give us the overview of fire extinguishers and how we know which ones we should be purchasing for our homes and businesses. Sure. Well, the key thing to look for, and I brought a couple of examples here today. And we'll put pictures and all of that in the show notes. Yeah, Yeah, with little arrows so you know what we're talking about. Well, here I've got the typical ABC extinguisher. And what that A stands for, again, is the type of material that you can use to suppress the type of fire that it is. So we brought some handouts so that we yeah, can so all kind of hear papers follow rustling. along <laughs> as we go through this process. We right. can all see the same things. So a Class A fire is anything that it would be considered an ordinary combustible. So okay. anything that would be wood, paper, um, clothing, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So okay. anything that's like that, this extinguisher is rated for. Okay. Now that B rating, as we flip through here, the B rating, as you can see, is for anything that is a flammable liquid. So grease, gasoline, oil, uh, all of those flat types of flammable liquids this extinguisher is capable of extinguishing. Okay. And then Class C fires, you can see, is this is anything that's going to be electronically energized. So what you'll notice is there's also a couple of things. You'll see it's an ABC. So it will do all of those? Yes, all of the above. Okay. Yep, this extinguisher here is an ABC uh, rated f- uh, extinguisher. Gotcha. And you'll see here that there's little pictograms, mm-hmm. little icons that indicate that it's for solid fires. That's the A again. And then class B fires, which are the liquids. And the class C energized fires, as evidenced by the plug that's right there. So is that like my microwave that blew up a couple weeks ago and smelled? Did it actually flame? Well, no, but something was definitely burning somewhere because the smell was atrocious. Did you throw it in a snowbank? It, it may require. Mine did that. It may require cleaning. That may. may <laughs> yeah. 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 It's all speculation, but you know what? It's gone now. <laughs> Without conducting a full investigation, that's all I can offer you. So, so if it had started actually on fire or the stove that i had that actually started on fire with flames one time sure that would that uh fire extinguisher this, would take care yeah, of it this should okay. be capable of putting that out. okay this should be capable of putting that out. and now additionally there's a couple other ratings that are a little bit uh less likely that you would see that you would pick up at any common house uh household uh goods store mm-hmm. or any of the home improvement stores uh but you'll notice there is a class d extinguisher and that is evident by the D with the gold star. Ooh. And that is, yeah, fancy. And that is for flammable metals. So any type of burning metal products. This is an ABC. So this is not rated for burning metal. Okay. And then lastly, we have the Class K extinguisher. And you'll notice that that is specifically for cooking fires. So fats, greases, and oils. So in restaurants, mm-hmm. in their kitchens. Yep. Do we okay. need that in our home? In our kitchen, or do we just normally make do with an ABC? If you can make do with an ABC, great. That should be fine. I keep one of these in my kitchen because if there's any sort of cooking disaster that takes place, (laughs) we'll have something there for that. Uh, Then the class K is, again, uh, you can utilize that for burning cooking oils and fats. Uh, one of the best things you can do if you do happen to get a fire on, on your stovetop that is related to an oil, a cooking fat, anything anything like that, is if you can drop the lid of whatever it is that's burning without injuring yourself. If you can drop the lid of that on top of the pan, pot, whatever it may be, and then just drop the turn the burner down. Now, I so. know when we stopped and dropped off that magnificent 
stuffed dog. Oh Beautiful. <laughs> we did talk about that you had talked to some high school kids or yeah. you had and you had asked them what they do or how many had seen a fire like that. Yeah. Cooking fire. And I went home and asked my kids, okay, because mm-hmm. they do a lot of cooking now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as they get older, which has been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the, you know, so I said, what do you do if this starts on fire, you know, with a grease fire and all of that? And it was split down the middle. Half of them would throw water on it mm-hmm. and the other half would put the lid on. Yep. So the water people are making a terrible, terrible mistake. Yes. Yes. And one of the things that we demonstrate through that whole process, and two firefighters, uh, they came up with this whole project there. Uh, Scott Gamby, Mark Clomperens, they here in Holland, and they got uh, an electric stove, and we would heat oil up. And then once that oil reaches an ignition temperature, mm-hmm. then they'll take water and dump it on it as part of the demonstration. And that water will immediately excite all of the oil, and you'll see a very large flash fire that will occur as a result of that on top of the stove. So it's important for the kids in a controlled environment to see that, mm-hmm. that this is what the result is going to be. And it, clearly in an outdoor environment, and we right. keep take all the proper safety precautions and things like that. But if you haven't seen that before, then... You may, you know, panic and dump water on it, and you'll have a significant flash fire. Well, and you had a video posted of that. Oh, yeah. It was a significant Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Right? I mean, that's the kind of thing that you just went from, oh, the pan's Mm -hmm. on fire to everything's burning. Sure. And then you can find that type of a fire, which clearly we're in an open-air environment. We're in a parking lot when we do those demonstrations. But when you can find that to a kitchen, and you have cupboards and different combustibles that are all around where the stovetop area is, that fire will spread very, very quickly. And then you'll get a real problem. So That is terrifying. Well, it is. And especially terrifying when I realized that 50%, you know, the kids were split. Mm-hmm. And I thought we'd talked about this before. So it's definitely something to never take for granted oh, no. right. and to keep drilling that home. Now, I kind of got us off the beaten path just a little bit. We wanted to talk a about fire bit. extinguishers. And we want to talk about exactly how much they'll put out. Because in the movies... A couple of yeah. sprays will put out most sure. of the fire right. in a room. Sure. No matter how big it is. No matter how big it is. <laughs> we want to get to whether that's true or not and then how to use them. But can you hang with us over the break? You know what? I will. All right. Just for you guys, though. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's because we took him a present. not getting another dog, though. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in the studio with Fire Marshal Brett Grondike. Brent. Brent. Brett, right? Yep. Or not Brett. Brett. I'm still Brett. It's Brett. I was this morning. <laughs> Yeah, old people. Like, hold on, let me. Try. Old people call me Brent. <laughs> I'm an old person. <laughs> we'll be back in the studio with Fire Marshal Brett Grondike in just a minute. Stay tuned. Did I get it right that time? Yeah, that's good. Excellent. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung. The Repco Like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And here we are again. We are yeah, back again with Fire Marshal Brett Grundyke talking about fire extinguishers because there have been a lot of fires and it's a little scary. And well, it's important that we all know what these things do, how they work, and what they're rated for, what they're going to take care of. In our homes, and if and when we have to use one. Right, because we've talked with Brett mm-hmm. about some of these things. Yep. And I was, well, stunned, I guess, is one way to put it. Disappointed to hear 
that the movies aren't exactly honest <laughs> with their portrayal as usual of how fires are. Dan put out. likes to live his life like it's a movie. Well, I always <laughs> pictured, you know, the big cowboy shootout. If I ever get, you know, cowboys across the yard who start shooting through the house and they hit our kerosene lamp and they light our curtains on fire. Bruce Willis, you are not. <laughs> or Clint Eastwood. Or I'm way Clint too Eastwood. short. Yeah. But in the movies, they always run for the of bucket course. of water or the and you it know, takes the, care of it. And it takes care of it. And right. I guess I'm gathering from various earlier conversations <laughs> that that's not the case. Brett, why don't you walk our listeners through exactly what we can expect to extinguish? And when do we use a fire extinguisher? And when do we just you know, get out the of the hills. house? Sure. Run for the hills. So I think when you were explaining right there, when you referenced a bucket of water, that's kind of what this extinguisher is standing in for. Because... Again, as we were talking about the ABC rating system mm-hmm. of what the extinguisher is capable of putting out, there is also a numerical rating system, not to make things too much more complicated, but any extinguisher that is UL listed will have a classification rating. So this extinguisher here, and the print tends to be a little bit smaller, but always look for uh, when you're purchasing an extinguisher what the extinguisher is capable of extinguishing. And you'll see here that this extinguisher happens to be classified as a 4A80BC. So, when Which we, makes no sense to anybody out we're there. We're going to break it down, Dan. All right. This is a big day. <laughs> break it down. We're going to break it down. Oh, I you. knew that was coming. <laughs> so what that means is, go back to your uh, bucket of water reference there. So the A rating is a water equivalency rating. So mm-hmm. each A is equivalent to one and a quarter gallons of water. So a 4A which mm-hmm. this is here, is equivalent to five gallons of water. Okay. Because okay. if you can imagine getting a bucket or any sort of vessel that happens to be around your kitchen mm-hmm. and then putting five gallons of water into it out of a out of your faucet, it's going to take some time. It takes forever. And so you already have what the equivalent of a five gallons of water right here. Now, the 80 BC is equivalent to uh, square footage coverage. Okay. So that is going to be covered. This is capable of covering... Uh, 80 square feet of area uh, that may be burning. So that's what the equivalencies are right there. Okay. So I can cover a giant portion of my home with that then. Yes. <laughs> you have a tiny little home. Yes. 80 square feet. I mean, that's going to get a pretty good area. Well, that, I, I'm assuming that's if it's used correctly. <laughs> that's the other caveat. Because I know. Yeah. Well, and, and using it correctly, what does that look like? In the movies, they spray it a couple times. Sure. And then you, you and, save. Yes. And you conserve because it will get very messy. So you don't want to make right. a mess. Mm-hmm. The, the thing to remember there is the acronym PASS, okay. which stands for pull because you're going to pull the pin. Here's the pin on top mm-hmm. right there. This pin happens to be secured so it doesn't fall out. And we definitely want it to stay in there. So in case somebody were to accidentally depress the handle, you're going to have the extinguishing product uh, all over the all room. Over. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> it's going to make a real mess. Yeah. It's not really anything that you, you want to get into. But then the A stands for aim. So you're going to want to aim the nozzle. Mm-hmm. And these, I brought two different extinguishers with two different types of nozzles. But this specific uh, uh, nozzle, you're going to want to aim toward the base of the fire. Specifically, what it is that's burning. Not the flames, not the flames that are reaching up towards maybe the high part of the ceiling, anything like that. Spray Spray the extinguisher at the base of the fire. What is burning? Very important. You'll then squeeze the handle, and that will release the product out of the container. And then sweep. So you want to cover all of the area that uh, is burning. 
And do you keep going till you're empty? Yeah, try to get that whole fire out. Okay. That's the whole, that's Even the if it looks out, keep going? Yeah, kind of get, because it, depending on how much heat, and different products are going to have maybe plastics, woods, things like that. Different things are going to generate or release heat at different rates. So you want to be capable of controlling the amount of heat that's being released by the burning product. So do we use this on any fire, or is there a certain point where you look at it and say, this fire extinguisher is not going to take care of yes. it, I should just get out? It's going to be situationally dependent. This is not something you would use based on, okay, I, I get up out of bed, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, I go into my kitchen, my whole kitchen's on fire, and I look for my fire extinguisher. No, that that is not the time to use this. The, that time has passed. It is very important to understand that these are for small, again, what we refer to as incipient fires, Mm -hmm. small fires that you come upon or you smell smoke in your house, a light amount of smoke. But if you get into an environment where the smoke is down past your chest, where you can't see, where you're encumbered in any way, this is not the time for that. Again, the the extinguishers are for small fires that occur right in front of you, that you find immediately, and you have quick access to an extinguisher. That's when this is for. This is not for, I found a large fire, I will go now find my extinguisher, and then put it out. Because the thing to remember is, while you're off doing that, that fire's still doing what fire's doing, that fire's burning. Mm -hmm. And so... All that is taking time as you are taking time to find your extinguisher. So And putting it out, we're still going to introduce tons of smoke. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the biggest danger Absolutely. of yeah. all. It's the, the thing that affects people the most in any of these residential fires is the smoke. And that's the toxicity of the hydrogen cyanide and the carbon monoxide, two of the most prevalent compounds that are released in, uh, in interior fires. Those are the things that uh, are going to cause people to be poisoned. And that is what we're trying to combat. That's what we, those are the injuries that we see as uh, smoke inhalation injuries. And just so for, that's the fatal component, not necessarily the fire, not necessarily the flames, but that smoke component. Yeah, it's being incapacitated by that smoke. So there's every potential that we could put out a fire and still not be able to get out of the room. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could extinguish it, and depending on the amount of smoke that you were exposing yourself to, uh, you could definitely injure yourself. So if the fire is small, it's Mm -hmm. the equivalent of something that's relatively the size of a wastebasket, that's what this is designed to control. If it's bigger than that... Yeah, if it's anywhere, then what do you want us to do? Do you want us to try? Do you want us to call you first and then try? It's all going to... There's so many variables. The key thing to remember is it's the smoke that is going to be the most toxic to you. If you can use this extinguisher to extinguish something that's roughly the equivalent, again, of that wastebasket, a small fire on top of maybe a stove, uh, and control it in that regard, that's what these are designed for. These are not designed for that extended firefight in uh, in a confined compartment. Like what you see in the movies. Yes. <laughs> not how it works. No, that's not Now, I not know when we talked earlier when we brought you the dog. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was a great day. Yes, the dog. It, it was a banner day. Uh-huh. Highlight of 2019 for me. <laughs> I know. I, I could see. And I, I, I was very And pleased. everyone else who was standing there grinning from ear to ear. Oh, man. <laughs> I was embarrassed to come. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to carry the dog. He's like, here. You carry it. <laughs> anyway, when we talked, you brought up something that really kind of stuck with me. You talked about a scenario potentially where, where something like that happened in a kitchen mm-hmm. and the fire was extinguished. Yeah. And the people just moved on with it. Mm-hmm. They didn't call you guys. They didn't do anything. And I believe, if I remember the story correctly, something had heated up out of sight yes. because of the fire. Yes. 
So what do you want us to do if we put out a fire on our own? Mm -hmm. And it seems small. It seems like we got it. Mm -hmm. Do we just... Call it good and, and go to bed. Always we call give us. You a call? Always call us because that's not annoying. No, oh no, that's what we're here for. Because I think that's that's our tendency to think. I don't want to bother you oh, no. or waste well, we money right. or have all the fire trucks show up. Yeah, sure. we don't want to bother you because we think, oh, There's it no was such just thing. a little fire. We took care of it. Or people think that it costs them money to have you come out. They we're think a taxpayer funded service. So, so you've you already wanna, paid for us. So tell us about that scenario. <laughs> yeah, because it actually restarted and became a, a, a more significant fire. It did. Right? Yeah, it was more. It was more of an issue where the fire uh, again, kind of a kitchen stovetop scenario where there had been a fire. Uh, the fire had been controlled at the stovetop area, but there had been a flash fire, and the fire had burned up behind some cabinetry, and. Um, it hadn't been completely – the exposures uh, behind that cabinetry were still burning, mm-hmm. and that resulted in a pretty significant kitchen fire um, some time later. So, See, that is so scary because you yeah. think you've avoided it. Well, and especially if you have kids at home who think they got the fire out mm-hmm. and once they're done cooking and then later your house starts on fire and you can't figure out why. Yeah. So if you have – Kids who like to cook when you're not home, send them to the radio and make them listen to this part. We'll talk to them. Go back and make them listen because it's very important. One last quick question that I have. Sure. Fire extinguishers. Mm -hmm. I have never used one before. Uh Are there classes or should we go buy one and just try it so that we're familiar with how they work and what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Is that... Something that's available? Our department in Holland here, we do uh, programs for the businesses, and we also do programs for private residents, where if they want to come in or some sort of social group, social gathering, if they get enough people together, we'll come out there and um, and talk about it. Because the idea here is education. Mm-hmm. If people understand the risks associated with fire and the idea, or at least the methods that can be used to control it, situationally dependent, um, that that's going to hopefully reduce the number of fires that we're seeing that are occurring hmm. i'm gonna get a fire extinguisher and just try it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one because i want to see what happens too because if i ever have a fire i want to make sure i know well, you want to know doing. what you're doing right fire marshal brett as always it was a pleasure to have you on the show well thank you betsy thank you dan it's as great as always again it's good to that you guys have such a program to be able to educate people it's very good Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Now, when we come back, we're going to celebrate this 100th episode by looking back on some of our favorite segments from the past. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco-like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And here we are. The last segment of the 100th episode, the centennial episode of the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. We are going to have commemorative coins made. I was going to say, do we get gifts for the centennial episode? It seems like there should be, you know, they always have parties and you you get cool things for centennials. Yeah, after talking to the fire marshal, we're not going to have any candles or anything like that. (laughs) Clearly not. But maybe a commemorative t-shirt or mug. I'm just I listen to cake. all 100 episodes of the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, and I'm still sane, right? That would be a good mug. <laughs> that is, well, wait a minute now. And I'm smarter, right? Yes. Well, maybe. 
Not all of our segments will drive you insane. The ones where <laughs> you think that everyone wants more Dan, yes, that will drive anyone insane. Oh, that's just a joke. But... We all know. <laughs> My whole life has told me nobody wants more, Dan. Well, you never What you know. get is enough. Aww. Yeah. Sounds like a big old pity party over there. <laughs> I'm going to get no. that on a t-shirt, too. No, but there have been some really great segments I that like I have that really enjoyed. A lot of them have been very good segments, but some of them have really stood out. Yeah. And it is kind of fun because mm-hmm. in a given week, we have no idea what exactly we're going to dig into and want to yeah, talk not about. Not necessarily, sometimes. Because we're but. trying to keep this... Different and, and keep a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, right. fresh is the way to say that. Mm-hmm. And every now and then we land on a topic that we think really has a lot of legs. And yep. when we start fleshing it out, we realize, no, not so much. <laughs> right. It's good enough for this. Uh-huh. And then every now and then we find one that we talk about for weeks and weeks <laughs> That's later. It's very leggy. <laughs> like the walls of death. I yeah. love that segment. I did, too. It's all about wallpaper in the Victorian era. And they had this beautiful green color, which was very popular then. And the dyes that they made that green with actually had arsenic in them. And at dun, that, dun, dun. Well, at that arsenic. time, a lot of people were taking arsenic for every ailment. I mean, doctors were prescribing it. And that's crazy because they did know it was a poison, right? Yes. What, it, what did we in, call it? The in, inheritance powder. Yes, because they knew in large enough quantities it it could kill somebody or rats or, or rats, people or the people you wanted <laughs> sure. to inherit whatever yeah. from inheritance powder right but what they didn't realize is even in the smallest quantities it can kill you and in these wallpapers they would deteriorate right the green would actually flake off and become Into airborne air. and you would inhale it right or and, it would become wet, and that was even more of a problem, just right, the moisture. Right. There are documented cases yep. where mm-hmm. an entire family, all the children, yeah. I believe, died. Yep. And they finally traced it back. A doctor, they went through a number of doctors. We yeah. talk about this in the yep. segment. And finally, one of them starts putting mm-hmm. it all together, yeah. and that's what he comes up with. That's what caused it. And there was a Michigan family. That one, they caught the it same, ahead of time. Yeah. And we're able to get them out of the house and everything was okay. But right. it's crazy to think that just in the Victorian era, mm-hmm. that's that was what we were that doing. That was long ago. Right. We were that dumb uh, back then. Yes. Well, the even crazier thing is you can go to MSU and see that actual wallpaper. It's all encapsulated in plastic and things like that. So you're not inhaling it, but you can actually see the real things. Right. And that's kind of it is kind of creepy, cool. kind of cool. This cool historical connection. Yeah. It was really fun. We dug into a lot of different books. We've mm-hmm. got a couple of books that show all these beautiful patterns. Right. But how so many of them yep. were potentially deadly. Exactly. Very interesting. That was, was the walls of death. Yes. We'll put a link to that one in our show notes so you can check that one out if For you sure. missed it. Yep. It's really good and it ends with a great BG song, Staying Alive. <laughs> how ironic. It's a toe tapper. <laughs> it is. I think you said that in the segment too. I, I um, like to say that. I, I know you do. I An- think of a lot of things as toe tappers. Oh my goodness. Are you done yet? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Another great one that uh, I just... Another great toe tapper? No, another great segment. The one about tape measures that we did, because everybody pulls great out a tape measure. really, really laying it on thick. No. Another it, good segment was tape measures. It was more than just good, because it was a listen and learn, so if you had your tape measure, you could see exactly what we were talking about, and a lot of us grab a tape measure, and we say, okay, it tells us how long something is, or mm-hmm. you know what measurement we need to cut. 
what we don't always know is all the little intricacies of a tape measure. Like on that case, quite often there is stamped a number, you know, mm-hmm. three, two yeah, and a half, length. whatever. And that's actually how long that case is. So you can take a measurement like in the inside of a window if you're yep. trying to do the sill, add that whatever that case number is, three inches or whatever, to your actual measurement. And yeah. you know how Just long to cut something. Just put the case right in one corner, push the edge to the yep. other or the tape to the other. No more bending it. No. To make it fit into that. There is no faster way to get an inaccurate measurement yeah. than bending well, your That's tape what I measure. always did. That was yeah, so interesting me to me because when, yep. when we stumbled into that, I didn't even, I've never seen that. Right. No one but pays there attention. there it was. There it was. And right. all the different markings. We talked about mm-hmm. all the different markings on the tape. Right. And what they all mean. The yeah. black diamonds. Mm-hmm. The, you name it. There's all kinds of important information. Yeah. You can use the tape measure as a bit of a slide rule. Yeah. To that do was math. Fun. That was really fun. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite things was just the simplicity of the end of the tape measure. Yep. How it moves. slides. Yeah. Just when I got bit. my very first one, mm-hmm. I remember I, I remember this day sitting in my basement. Dad had given me a bunch of his old tools, and there's this tape measure, and I'm putting it on the shelf, and, oh, this tab is real slippy. I'm going to get out a hammer and really secure that. Dad gave me a broken tape measure. I assumed he did. <laughs> no, that's important that it slides. Uh-huh. I had a lot of bad measurements from that. It's Imagine meant that. so that when you hook it on something and pull, mm-hmm. it slides so that your measurement is accurate. Right. And when you push it against something, mm-hmm. it slides the other direction. So again, it's an accurate measurement. Right. A lot of information in that little segment. We learned a ton yeah. with that one. And who can forget our whole past year, it feels like, has been spent talking about Frank Lloyd Wright and the Meyer May House and just all of the things that we learn from our experience there, going there. That one was really big to me because I remember uh, an art history class at college uh-huh. where we talked about, and everybody will get this, mm-hmm. Picasso is a genius, right? We yeah, all know uh, that. A lot of people don't understand. It's really tough to understand why yeah, right. is this a genius. Right. Why is this blob that mm-hmm. he painted <laughs> considered genius. It's right. genius because yeah. he's breaking boundaries. Mm-hmm. He's creating art that's never been created before, yeah. which is very complicated. But Frank Lloyd Wright, too, a genius mm-hmm. when it comes to architecture. Absolutely. Why? Go through the Frank Lloyd Wright house, the Meyer May house mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids. Free tours. Yes. Go through it and you'll see exactly why he's a genius. Well, and listen to them talk because that gives you a real sense of just how persnickety and what a real genius he really was. And how important design is. Mm -hmm. The right colors, the right way of laying out a room and what that will do for your experience enjoying that room. Right. So those are just a few of our favorites. We'll put links in the show notes. But right now, that's it. We got to wrap it up. We do. I want to remind everyone that it is daylight savings time this weekend, so make sure when you go to bed tonight, you set your clocks ahead because you're losing an hour of sleep. Right. That's pretty sad. And that's a depressing note on our 100th episode. I'm Dan Hansen. (laughs) And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you fill your every Saturday for the next 100 Saturdays with sheer joy and bliss just by tuning in. Right? Yeah, I'll roll with that. Thanks for listening.